you're ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today. Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 217th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined later by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, Obama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week is the Cincinnati Bengals winning twice in the last five days to stay undefeated, no small Achievement at 8-0, and actually look like uh, they must finally be taken seriously. I watched the game with lots of Pittsburgh Steelers fans on Sunday, and there was deep, deep disappointment and surprise as the Bengals uh, fought back to grind out that victory. Uh, Ben, returning from injury, through a couple of horrible picks, uh, one that just simply changed the game, where he rolled left and kept rolling towards the sidelines, finally let it go when he really didn't have to. And uh, the Bengal player made a great, great interception, and it just turned the tide. They went in, they sco- took, had the go-ahead score. And that was that. Um, simply put, the Bengals typically don't win that game in past years. There's no other way to say it. Steelers played pretty well up until the end, and, uh, you know, it just looked like they were going to do what they've been doing for years, which is beat the Bengals in Pittsburgh. But the Bengals this time, uh, you know, made some big defensive plays to seal the victory. Uh, Andy Dalton did have a couple of, uh, you know, interceptions in the red zone, and again, typically in the past, they have not come back from that. This time they did. So maybe this is finally a different Bengals team. And then, uh, you know, last night they did exactly what they were supposed to do, beating the Cleveland Browns at home on Thursday night football. Um, you know, in, in a simply a workmanlike victory. Uh, that showed me almost as much as the Steelers game because in the past they might have let down. Uh, the Steelers game on Sunday was a bruiser, as they always are. So I'm sure there was some uh, uh, bodies that were feeling uh, pretty beat up after Sunday's game against the Steelers, as they typically do. And uh, But, you know, they showed up and, uh, you know, played well. Uh, for his part, Johnny Manziel, I thought, played pr- pretty well. Uh, just good, to, fun to see him on the field. Um, you know, showed some athleticism, a lot of rolling out. One thing he does really well is rolling to his left, throwing across his body with some zip on it. 
um, you know, hardest throw for a quarterback to make. And, uh, you know, he made it a couple of times last night. So I thought he did okay. Uh, At least, again, good to just see him out on the field. But back to the Bengals, uh, you know, before we get too excited, they have a pretty brutal second-half schedule, Uh, some really tough games, including against the likes of Denver, Uh, a couple of primetime games, and that was the other thing about last night. Their primetime record with Andy Dalton has been horrible, uh, as we know. They look like a different team under the lights, Uh, and I will never forget uh, the beatdown the Patriots put on them last year on Sunday Night Football following, of course, the uh, debacle the Patriots had against Kansas City when everybody was screaming that the dynasty was dead. And they took it out on the Bengals, who were willing uh, willing to let it happen, shall we say. So it's going to be interesting, uh, but, you know, for now, that's off to the Bengals. They've shown me a couple things in the last five days that uh, I didn't know they had in them. Uh, let's face it, until they win a playoff game, nobody, including myself, will take them seriously. Uh, but at this point, they look like, uh, you know, they're shaping up. But again, the second half of the season is going to be tough. So it should be interesting. Well, my low light of the week as we wrap up the baseball season was the New York Mets blowing games on Saturday and Sunday night that it looked like they had, blowing leads, and simply denying us, the fans, the opportunity to have a game six and maybe a game seven. You know, like most of you sports fans out there, when I don't have a horse in the race, as I did not in this World Series, I simply root for the most games to be played possible. And that, of course, would have included a six and seven in Kansas City with those great crowds. Uh, and you know, the Mets just simply gave it up. Uh, baseball and sports can be cruel. I mean, Daniel Murphy, you know, the absolute all time hero of the, of the, uh, division and the championship series set the all time record with the most games in a row with the postseason home run seven astounding. All-time record. That's beating the likes of Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, and on and on. So it's just a remarkable achievement. Only to have it come back and, you know, let a a slow dribbler, as we in Boston uh, like to call it, a la Bill Buckner in 1986, uh, let a slow dribbler open the floodgates to basically uh, Kansas City winning the World Series. I mean, at that moment in time, they have met... We're down two to one. They had won Friday night at home, had the lead, you know, up until that grounder, and then it all fell apart from there. So, uh, again, uh, it can be really cruel. None of this is a knock on the Royals. They were amazing. No team just keeps coming like they do, maybe in history, in postseason history. Uh, but, you know, the Mets should have held on, and the fact that they didn't was, for me, a low light. I found myself both Tuesday and Wednesday night. The thought crossed my mind that, uh, hey, I should be watching World Series game. So, unfortunately, I wasn't. My bizarre story of the week was the continued midseason turmoil and firings in the NFL. Uh, most notably, Ken Wisenhunt as coach of the Tennessee Titans. That one surprised everybody, I think. He'd only had about five games to work with Marcus Mariota. He's a quarterback whisperer. Uh, 
uh, has had some success, took the Arizona Cardinals to the Super Bowl, need I say more. Um, and obviously, as the offensive coordinator back in Pittsburgh, did some spectacular things, including winning uh, Super Bowl. So uh, that was, again, a surprise. Uh, and then yesterday, the Detroit Lions firing the president and the GM, and it was handled personally by 90-year-old Mrs. Ford which was pretty interesting um, for her to step to the podium and really, you know, speak to the fans. Um, you know, uh, her husband died, I believe, earlier this year. That's the, the WCF uh, patch that you see on their jerseys. Uh, and it looks like Mrs. Ford is, uh, you know, uh, as she's been running the business the past number of months is, uh, you know, starting to, uh, make some tough decisions or she simply is not willing to wait around anymore. So again, that was uh, very interesting to watch uh, that news conference and how it was handled. And then of course, prior to that, earlier in the week, we had the Colts firing, uh, their offensive coordinator, Pep Hamilton. He'd come over from Stanford to the Colts. Um, of course, that's where Andrew Luck went to college with Stanford. Um, maybe the biggest mystery of this NFL season is uh, the play of Andrew Luck. I mean, what was remarkable watching the Monday night game in the rain was that uh, he simply was just missing wide open receivers. So it, it reminded me of, you know, Steve Sachs disease, um, you know, where, uh, and Steve, Steve Blast disease, which of course are major league players, Steve Blast from the Pirates, Steve Sachs from, I think the Dodgers and Mets, um, simply not even being able to throw the ball to first base, just that simple. And those throws that Andrew Luck missed badly on Monday night, wide open receivers, a mere 10, 20 yards away from him, uh, and he missed him, reminded me of that uh, dreaded baseball disease, which is not unlike the yips in golf, where you can, uh, you know, you can't make a six-inch putt. So, you know, again, it's, I don't know that you can't, you, you can't lay those throws on the offensive coordinator. That is for darn sure. Um I just don't know what's going on with Andrew Luck. Uh, I can only think, and I always go to this, I can only think that he he must be injured. Um, given, uh, given, you know, some of the throws he was missing. In the end, though, he did rally in the fourth quarter, brought him back uh, from a 17-point deficit. Pretty impressive. Um, I do not think Andrew Luck is, uh, you know going to get worse put it this way i think it's just uh a lot of factors starting at uh at the top meaning the dysfunction that's occurring in indianapolis this year and i just believe that uh you know he is uh you know a special player and he'll come around but it's really amazing to watch what is happening to him at this moment in time but i just think there's uh a whole lot of factors, and uh, Andrew Luck didn't just suddenly uh, forget how to play football or quarterback. That's for darn sure. Also, and lastly, uh, tomorrow night, 
for the second year in a row. I will be attending the Boston Bruins president Cam Neely's Foundation for Cancer Care Comics Come Home event at the Boston Garden. Uh, it'll be hosted by Dennis Leary and is featuring Jimmy Fallon, Ray Romano, Louis C.K., and Lenny Clark, among others. It's a great event. I went last year, and uh, it's literally a gut-splitting event. It's so hilarious. Um, big names, as you just heard. Uh, it's really just a wonderfully handled event. Uh, they get an amazing crowd. I mean, many, many thousands uh, filling up the garden um, for a good cause. Cam Neely is certainly a legend here in Boston, to put it mildly. And uh, so I am really looking forward to that, as well as attending uh, Sunday's Patriots-Redskins game, uh, 20 minutes from where I'm standing at this moment, uh, from Gillette Stadium. Um, I happen to be in Washington, D.C. when the Redskins had their biggest comeback in franchise history two weeks ago against the Tampa Bay Bucks, down 24 nothing at halftime. It was spectacular to be there, the energy. So this is the first game the Redskins have played since then, and, uh, you know, should be interesting. Uh, I think I and most everybody here, here in New England and probably nationwide think, you know, uh, the Patriots will put them back in their place and bring them back down to earth. But uh, has, you know, the Redskins couldn't be coming to town on a bigger high. It's just that simple. So it, it should be kind of fun. Wasn't looking like a good one on the schedule, but given the comeback of a couple weeks ago, uh, certainly intriguing, to say the least. So, as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 
347-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And a big week in college football this week. Uh, right, AP? Oh, it sure is, John. It's unbelievable. This is uh, all the chips in the center of the table for Alabama and LSU and Clemson and Florida State. Some big games. Absolutely. And I, of course, as uh, every week, as I do every week, I'm talking to our weekly call-in expert, AP Stedham of Bama Magazine. And uh, I take it you're en route to Tuscaloosa for this year's Game of the Century. I sure am, John. If, for those who know the 45 North, heading up to Meridian, Mississippi, Tuna Creek. <laughs> well, that sounds great. Uh, so, yeah, um, it's going to be huge. I mean, we're ta- you know we're talking about, of course, the uh, number two and the number four teams in the nation based on the first this year's first college football playoff rankings. So, uh, and they played some legendary games uh, just in recent years. So you have to be excited. I'm sure the energy there is just going to be off the charts tomorrow. It's it's maybe one of the best rivalries in college football. Obviously, yeah, it's been very close through the years. Them has been fortunate fortunate enough to win the last four. Yeah, I'm very excited because. The strength of Alabama's team has been touted in the preseason, throughout the season. Their run defense, their front seven, their their depth at defensive line. Uh, Derrick Henry is the person who's, who's been the high horse for that offense. And, of course, Leonard Fournette, prohibitive favorite in the Heisman Trophy. He's coming to town. That matchup is incredible. And uh, the Heisman race is on the line, I believe. The SEC Western Division, the SEC title, who plays in the title game is on the line. National championship implications, a big national television audience, 7 p.m. Central Time on CBS. All types of media will be in attendance. So, yeah, it's an incredible weekend uh, to be there. The only uh, down thing I could see at the moment is maybe the weather, but I've heard it might cooperate. The rain might hold, uh, hold off during the game. Oh, I hadn't heard about the rain. That's interesting. Uh, so I assume you'll be pulling into Tuscaloosa sometime in the next few hours. Is that correct? Exactly, John. I'm just a couple hours outside of Tuscaloosa, and I'll be heading over to the Bryant Museum. I have to do a few things over there. So walk me through on what a football Friday is like in Tuscaloosa, uh, especially the night before a game of this magnitude. Yeah, John, you try to get there uh, in the early afternoon so you can get your bearings and, and head downtown on University Boulevard. And we always try to eat at a particular restaurant and there's a big crowd, and you're, you're liable to see anybody in that restaurant. Uh, some former Alabama legends could be basketball, football, and it could be broadcasters uh, doing the game. And a lot of a lot of excited fans, and it's fun to talk to them, and some music playing in the background, and good food, and and it gets you pumped up for for Saturday. Right, sweet Hall- sweet home Alabama, no doubt by Leonard Skinner, I assume is a favorite, right? <laughs> Once in a while, we hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while, about a hundred times tonight, probably. Uh, and the fan and the fans don't have to worry about getting up early tomorrow. It's a night game; it brings its own. Separate energy, the fact that it is a night game, uh, 
College game day is there tomorrow morning, of course. Uh, no surprise. So why don't you just walk me and our listeners through, you know, what will be going on tomorrow, uh, be it your personal schedule or just the overall what's, a, what's an Alabama fan or, or a fan waking up in Tuscaloosa tomorrow going to do to pass the, you know, 10, 12 hours till kickoff? Yeah, normally, John, I, I try to get a good parking spot by getting there early in the morning. And I, I like to take a stroll uh, from the tip of downtown to the campus, and they have a big area known as the quad. And there's, I mean, it must be thousands of tents set up, and everybody is grilling. They have the 60-inch televisions under the tent, uh, maybe more than one, as a matter of fact. And they have chairs. It's catered. Sometimes the food is catered. Uh, it's an incredible scene, and everybody's dressed in Princeton. The band will play on the library of the steps about an hour or so, hour and a half before the game. Then they have the Walk of Champions two, about two hours before the game. The team walks in, and it's a plaza where they have all the five statues of the coaches who have won national championships, beginning with Wallace Wade, Frank Thomas, Gene Stallings, Coach Paul Bryant, and then, of course, Nick Saban. So there's a big group that likes to be on each side of the walkway, and it's like they're they're entering the Coliseum as heroes before the game has been played, really, John. And for those who have never seen it, it's quite a scene. The buses pull up. There's a police motorcade that escorts them to the stadium. Uh, There's all kind of vendors selling items. There's radio stations broadcasting. There's TV stations broadcasting the tents outside the stadium. Um, I, I actually have to be there early in the morning. I'm, I'm helping promote a, an excellent book for people who, are, who would be intrigued by who was the person who hired Nick Saban, who was the person who was the offensive coordinator for Gene Stallings when he won the title, and a person who was with Coach Bryant for 24 years. That's the former athletics director at the University of Alabama, Mal Moore. And the book is called Crimson Heart, Let Me Tell You My Story. So he was a player, a coach, um, he, he coached some at Notre Dame and he had a foul and he's got a wonderful story he, he passed away in the last few years but he has his memoirs and it's authored by Steve Townsend and we're actually going to have a book signing at the, uh, at the University Supply Store and two legends who rarely make appearances uh, Johnny Musso and Ozzie Newsom will be signing along with Heather Moore Cook the daughter of the late Mal Moore wow that just sounds like an incredible day. I uh, wonder if it's too late for me to jump on a plane. I'd love to join you. It sounds just awesome, to say the least, yeah. but especially the book as well. Johnny Musso is just, uh, he wasn't the greatest player in college football history, but he is a name that every college football fan knows. He just had a style and a swagger and a game that, that, that just stuck and maybe even transcended his statistics. There was something about him. I remember vividly watching him as a kid growing up, and just something about him that was special, always was and always will be. So having him and Ozzie Newsome, who I believe is still the Ravens' GM, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that's quite a duo, to say the least. Yeah, John, and and I think those books... uh I think they have to set a limit because with those two gentlemen, they, they're going to get their autographs. And it's, like I say, it's, a, it's very rare. And it, it's an outstanding read. And it's like you're having a conversation with Mal Moore. He, he was such a southern gentleman and 
well-respected by everyone around the country. As you know, he received the John Toner Award, which uh, was uh, given to him at the Waldorf Astoria in New York, when they have the National Football Foundation Banquet in December, and I was fortunate to be there and interview him that day, and uh, we all miss Coach Moore. Yes, that was just a few years ago, if I remember correctly, right? Sure was, sure yeah, was, sin, John. Sin, sin, I remember when you talked about it on this show. So, uh, well, good luck tomorrow, and uh, we have a lot more to talk about, but this has been great stuff. It's great to get a you know, first-hand account from an expert on uh, uh, an Alabama football weekend in Tuscaloosa, especially when it's uh, clearly the game of the year so far this year. So, uh so thank you for that. So, AP, lots more going on with the college football playoff, announcing their first rankings of the year, as well as the future sites for three college football playoff national championships. And we'll discuss that on the other side. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby, to join the show. The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. You can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., we discussed the huge Alabama-LSU game tomorrow night. And uh, and you described all the things surrounding a game day weekend in Tuscaloosa and the game itself. But there's one other aspect of it that makes tomorrow night even more special, correct? 
But that's right. Um, they're going to honor the late Kenny Stabler, who played at Alabama. He was an all-time great, a legendary figure. He did the radio broadcast as well uh, for a long t- period of time, and he was just a magnificent I mean, that's all you have to mention, and he's known across this country. Everyone knows Kenny the Snake Tabler. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I always loved him. You know, who didn't? Everybody, you know, just loved his game. I, of course, had a different perspective than many in that I grew up in Pittsburgh, so I watched him through the lens of, you know, what was uh, the unbelievable Steelers, Oakland Raiders rivalry from, you know, the Immaculate Reception right on through uh, George Atkinson and Lynn Swan and concussions and Chuck Knoll referring to the, quote, criminal element. And (laughs) let me tell you, (laughs) it may not be the greatest rivalry in NFL history, but for that period of time, three, four, five years, I believe it was the most intense, genuine hatred rivalry in the history of the NFL. I really believe that. I mean, I went up to a Monday night game, uh, and I'll never forget it as long as I live, just the energy that night, the feelings, uh, the rivalry. It was off the charts. Uh, both were at the top of their games, and special stuff, to say the least, with Kenny Stabler right smack in the middle of all of it, uh, obviously. So, uh, But, yeah, first and foremost, he's an Alabama legend, and... Uh, I remember him in college. We all do. And, uh, yeah, just a special player, you know. And, of course, the the great nickname, the left-handed delivery was just, uh, you know, he, he was a one and only, period. Yeah, John, they, they broke the mold with him. He was a unique player and a character off the field as well. Yeah, and when I think of him, you know, I mean, and I've said this to you before, and this is a compliment. You know, I think of him like shooting pool, drinking a beer with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth as he, you know, lines up his shot on the pool table. And again, this is not to sound negative. This is entirely positive. He was just, and there may have been a commercial. I I saw that visual somewhere in my (laughs) lifetime and it really stuck. And I just said, oh, okay, that, that fits. That's Kenny Stabler. And I'm guessing there's a lot of people agree with me, and again, I'm not in any way suggesting that in a negative way. That he he was who he was, an American original. Yeah, he wore that personality very well. I mean, if you're ever around, I mean, he was cool. I mean, he was like, as I say, too cool for school. Too cool for school. Well, enjoy that too. Uh, is it going to be at halftime or before the game or? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure, John, uh, but I know I'll see his family. Some of them live in Arizona and Texas and Alabama, but uh, it'll be very nice. I know they have made some special buttons for the family to wear, and uh, they really need that picture of Kenny on there. He played at Alabama, the actual full face. It's it's pretty neat. Oh, that'll be really cool. Well, hopefully they'll, uh, you know, and I'm sure they will, they'll show, you know, a snippet or two on the broadcast, uh, as they often do for these types of things. So hopefully that's the case. And, uh, again, enjoy tomorrow night. And one other thing that I enjoyed in, in another big news week in college football, something you and I have a personal stake in, which was of course the college football playoff organization naming the 
three host cities for the 2018, 19, and 20 college football playoff national championship games. I'm loving it. I'm guessing you are, too, because there are three warm-weather sites, so to speak. Uh, so in 2018, Atlanta and their brand-new stadium. 19 will be uh, San Francisco, the Bay Area, Santa Clara to be exact, and their uh, just-built 49ers Stadium, Levi Stadium it's called, and then, of course, in 2020, New Orleans. So you've got to be loving it, AP, two out of three right in your backyard. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, of course, I love San Francisco, that area, San Jose. It's one of my favorite places. I think when we had spoken maybe one other time, I was predicting uh, New Orleans. Um, I was predicting Atlanta because they're having a new dome. I, I was predicting the West Coast of the Bay Area, and then I thought possibly Minnesota to try to represent that area of the country. But they, they chose Atlanta, which is fine for me. Yes, again, I love it. Atlanta, San Francisco, New Orleans. And, and, and New Orleans, right. Yeah, New Orleans is fine for me, too. Not very far from there. I love going to that. Like I say, that's my favorite part. When I want to leave the country, I go to New Orleans. <laughs> exactly, right, when you want to get it out of the U.S. and experience a foreign culture. New Orleans and Miami are, are my two favorite cities to do that in. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and you don't need a passport to get into either. So, <laughs> no, I, I always, my, my favorite saying with both of those cities are uh, the best thing about them is they're so close to the United States. Need I say more? <laughs> and, uh, and I, you know, and I've said this on the show before, I was fortunate enough to be down in New Orleans for the, a couple of Super Bowls. The first one, the Patriots won in 2001, and then most recently in town for uh, the week uh, when the Niners played the Ravens. And there's nothing like, uh, there's nothing like a, a stadium in a downtown location. It's just that simple. I mean, when you can stay downtown... Walked to the stadium. I mean, a couple of years ago, I just woke up in my hotel and Super Bowl Sunday, you know, just strolled right down the street, literally to the Superdome and just basically hung around for a couple hours. No different than you're going to do tomorrow evening in Tuscaloosa. But, you know, and that's going to be fabulous. But there's also a certain energy on a Super Bowl Sunday at the stadium, you know, before all day long that is really unique i've had the good fortune to be around a few of them and there's just nothing like it and when it's the superdome you know just amp it up uh, times three shall we say so i really love that selection atlanta you know the whole new stadium thing there fascinates me both the braves and the georgia dome because they both seem perfectly fine you know <laughs> you never see that in boston i'll tell you New stadiums every 20 years or whatever. I mean, I, I went to a Braves game at the, quote, new stadium a couple of years ago, and it was just spectacular. And now they're building a new one in the suburbs. They're building practically a, a city. And then the Georgia Dome, I was at a, you know, trade show at the adjoining conference center where I walked right into the Georgia Dome, and it just looked spectacular. And then now that's getting, you know, they're getting a new one. So... I think it's a Sunbelt thing or something, but, you know, I, I, I'm not complaining, and I'll certainly be enjoying a new stadium, hopefully, in 2018. 
To kick off that stadium, I believe it's going to be Alabama and Florida State playing in Atlanta in 2000. I think it's uh, 17 or 18. I forgot. Maybe it's 17. Oh, really? So, the, yeah, that, that was my next question. So that stadium, you believe, will open in, like, whatever, August, September of 2017 with the college football playoff at the end of that, that same year. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the way it works out, John, if I recall. Yeah, I think that's the way it sure is. Wow. So that'll be, that'll be all the preliminary uh, view, hopefully. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, when the college football playoff national championship game occurs there, it'll only be four or five months old. We've just completed one season. So that'll be just awesome. Great choice. You know, of course, we're we're excited about Phoenix coming up here in just really two months, practically from today, almost. And then, uh, and then you know, next year we'll be in Tampa, which I think is going to be equally great. Nothing like, uh, you know, again, a nice downtown. Not quite downtown, but certainly only a few minutes away. Raymond James Stadium. So, yeah, I, I love the lineup. Uh, you know, Super Bowl is going to be played in San Francisco this year, so... That'll be a great test run for a big event that we'll see then in 2019. And then, uh, yeah, New Orleans speaks for itself. So I'm excited. And then the other big news, uh, which we want to get to, but for now, why don't we take our break just a few minutes early uh, and the college football playoff, of course, organization made other huge news this week with the First announcement of the rankings for this year always generates a ton of activity, speculation, and comment. Uh, So why don't we, uh, rather than start talking about that and then have to interrupt for our break, why don't we take our break now and we'll get back to the first CFP rankings of 2015 on the other side. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Great America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, and before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment of viewing is tomorrow night's Alabama-LSU game. No surprise, and a perfect lead-in to the college football playoff, announcing its first rankings for 2015, and two of those teams, number two, LSU, and number four, Alabama, is exactly the game I just referred to. And uh, so, AP, I'm guessing folks down in Alabama were pretty happy about uh, Alabama making the top four. I think they were pleasantly surprised. Me too. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the ramifications are down the road, but I, I think it's a good position that the committee thinks highly of Alabama at the moment. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I thought they were solid. I, I found it interesting. Clemson is number one, uh, you, you know, and, and Ohio State certainly belongs there. Uh, you know, Ohio State, just like Florida State last year, they, they unless they lose, they should be in the Final Four, period. They're the defending national championship champion team, and they're undefeated. That, to me, means you stay in the Final Four, period, as long as you win. LSU and Alabama, you know, no argument there. Um, obviously, the one team with an argument, and especially after watching last night, is Baylor again, left out last year. Uh, they insert the freshman quarterback who we talked about last week, uh, given you know, given your knowledge of him, and uh, you know, they put on a show, and the kid threw for over 400 yards. Not sure. I, I think I heard it may have been a record of sorts. Uh, you know, true freshman throwing for over 400 yards. You know, seemed like maybe I heard it was the most ever for a true freshman in his debut, but I'm not sure. Maybe you know. Yeah, I heard something to that myself, John, and there's going to be no problem at quarterback. I mean, Baylor can score plenty of points here. There's is fine at that position. He'll. He might make some mistakes down the road. They're going to be playing some of their tougher opponents. But their whole uh, situation that they need to clarify and improve is their defense. I mean, that's what's going to get them into that undefeated position and make hay with the committee, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, again, we all remember last year, Baylor and TCU were both left out. Uh, Ohio State kind of, you know, quote, snuck in, and they ended up winning it all, as we all well remember. But, uh, you know, TCU, again, uh, on the outside looking in, at least for the moment, it it doesn't matter. I mean, TCU and Baylor play each other in what's going to be, you know, another game of the year later. But, you know, and Michigan State is going to be, you know, they're in the mix. I mean, I, I see them as like the dark horse here. Not that they're not well-known, but they're still undefeated. And, uh, you, you know, 
I'm a big believer, rightly or wrongly. I referred earlier to the Immaculate Reception. Um, I'm always a big believer that when you have an unbelievable victory like they did against Michigan with the block of the punt and the score and all that, we all know what happened, uh, that, you know, you, you got karma on your side. Uh, you know, I, I just – so many champion teams uh, started with, you know, the Immaculate Reception, but I think the tuck roll – which I was lucky enough to see in person with the Patriots launching their dynasty. So often you go back and you say, aha, that was the moment. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Michigan State, because they have what, what you most need, which is a, uh, a spectacular quarterback. And same with TCU and Boykin. They also, now that I think about it, had that unbelievable Last second victory, not quite the level of Michigan State's, but, you know, where the ball was batted and the kid caught it in the back of the end zone to beat Texas Tech, like, whatever, 52 to 51 or something like that a few weeks back. So all of a sudden you have TCU, Michigan State, 7-8, and eight, with both with spectacular, unbelievable final play victories. Basically, TCU had a couple plays after that, but uh, but, you know... I just always think that that, uh, you know, helps launch a team to that special season, which in this case would be the national championship. Yeah, John, you're correct in, in all those assertions. And and there's somewhere down the line where you, you might even have to have a drive, a last touchdown winning drive in the fourth quarter, and your your quarterback has to perform well and your receivers have to make their catches and, you can't have any holding penalties or any miscues. So I think uh, Alabama did that against Tennessee, and then the defense had to stop Tennessee. So people were, were complaining about the game, the way they played and so forth. But, but I think that it bodes well for Alabama, the, the defense and offense, when they were put on the line, they came through. Yes, you have to. Various teams, you have to come through. Right, you have to be tested. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in that. I mean, if if your first test comes in, you know, the final game of the year, maybe the final quarter of the year in a, in a national championship game or a Super Bowl or whatever, game seven of an NBA or Stanley Cup finals or World Series, chances are you're not, you know, you're not going to uh, deliver, period. You have to have had, that can't be your first test. Um, but, you know, AP... We cannot go any further, especially talking about spectacular endings without discussing, of course, the Miami-Duke eight-lateral kickoff return, the subject of much, much controversy. Um, It's in the conversation as the greatest play-slash-ending in college football history. It may or may not be that. Uh, I think it's probably... Crazier than the Stanford Band, which is which many of us thought would retire the award. Crazier, certainly, than you know the Auburn kickoff return over Alabama a few years ago. Uh, there's been a lot, but that one that may take the cake. And really, for the first time, it's receiving genuine, uh, you know, uh, comment to have the. The outcome of the game reversed, period. It was the final play. It wasn't like, you know, you can't turn back the clock, but there wasn't going to be another play for Duke to come back or whatever. I mean, 
if you so it has really prompted unbelievable discussion like we've never seen before i believe simply because we've never seen a play like that before right right and and john it, it's hard to fathom how they cannot seem to get it right when they have all this communication you have somebody in the main office or somebody available where it's such a crucial moment for both teams, why do you have to have a, a Monday morning discussion and repercussions where the officials were suspended for a couple of games on Tuesday? It's, I, don't, I don't quite understand why the communication is not available to get it right the first time. Yeah, well, again, there was, you know, the first announcement by the officials soon after the play, which was flubbed. We talked about a, you know, flag being picked up, so to speak, or a call that was made that wasn't made. <laughs> then you have a nine-minute delay, astounding by any in any situation, by any standard, and, you know, then they come back and ruled the play legal. You have, you know, did the kid's knee touch? It certainly looks like it did. You have at least two behind the, uh, you know, blocking from behind, what we used to call clipping, <laughs> at least two of those, including one at the very end and one at the very beginning. Uh, you know, you have a lot of people talking about, uh, I don't put a whole lot of stock in this, but, you know, Miami players running on the field, like, big deal. That, that did not affect the play. There was enough that did affect the play. And then you have, uh, you know, the most amazing part of that play to me, of all the amazing things, is that they got the squib kick at like the 35-yard line. They went backwards for the first part of that play uh, for four laterals or so to the three-yard line. So it wasn't like it started at the 35 and moved forward. No, they went, they went backwards 30 or so yards before they finally started to advance it forward to make the ultimate play covering really, you know, 97 yards in my book. So... <laughs> You can't make this stuff up, AP. Crazy no, play, no. craziest play ever, really. Yeah, yeah, they had that on film and and shown to every football team that it's the last play. You keep on playing until the whistle blows. Exactly, and David Cutcliffe in his post-game news conference, his body was practically shaking as he discussed it, and then, you know, one more postscript for me is just, you know, given the official's performance, they were suspended, as you said, that, that, that's an unbelievable occurrence as well, to suspend an entire officiating crew, but, you know, you have to have a higher authority, you know, I'm so glad the NFL followed hockey's lead, you know, to have, like, quote, New York and hockey, it's Toronto, you know, kind of overseeing it and handling it. There has to be some vehicle in place, it seems, for, you know, an overseeing body. Maybe it's the conference, maybe it's the NCAA. Some final objective person who's in a different place with all the great technology to see everything that, that is removed from the emotions of what has just unfolded. You know, I don't know. There has to be a better way, I guess, because this one really, uh... go ahead. No, I agree, John, with everything you said. There has to be some higher authority and has to be a better way. Right. There's some way to, again, get it right. 
That's, uh, that's all we all want. Get it right, you know. Well, AP, this has been great. Thank you so much for taking time on the road to Tuscaloosa to call in. Get us all even more excited about tomorrow night's big matchup between LSU and Alabama. And as always, we love your perspective, and, and thanks for taking the time. Oh, John, it's my push, and y'all have a great weekend. You too, AP. As always, uh, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.